This is Amanda Raymond, and you're listening to Your Beautiful Day on the Gratitude Radio Network. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the special simulcast of Your Beautiful Day on the Gratitude Radio Network and also the Neil Haley Show that's syndicated all over the world. I'm excited to welcome the program. My co-host, Pearl Sharenza. Pearl, how are you? And we have another amazing guest, and uh, I love to see the passion of people and their projects stand up bringing success, and that's our story today for sure. Oh, I totally agree with you. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to have our next guest on and, and the great projects that you have coming up. And Amanda, I wanted to introduce you. So Amanda Raymond, uh, an amazing producer, and uh, excited to have you on the show. Hi, so good to be here. Um, thank you so much. Um, yeah, my, my the first film that I just uh, directed, I directed, I co-wrote, and I uh, executive produced it, You Are My Home, is now playing on Netflix. Um, it's getting very decent reviews, which we're very excited about. Um, and that's the biggest news that I have right now because it's the holidays. It's a Christmas movie. Um, should I say a little bit about what it's about? Yeah, we're going we're to go back to that, Amanda, because we're going back to your story first, and then we'll get to all that promotion because we'd like to tell a story on every episode. So, Pearl, go ahead and first question for Amanda. So, Amanda, um, I'm really excited to learn a lot more about you. And I was wondering, what got you involved in entertainment? Um, I've always loved entertainment. I've always wanted to be um, in it, if you will. Um, I was studied acting at Circus University. So I studied acting and also creative writing and psychology because psychology is a good foundation to build upon as a director, writer, actor, any of those professions just to understand um, human emotion and personalities. And uh, I first moved out there after I graduated from Syracuse. And I just did acting primarily and I got an agent and, and did the normal acting thing. Um, but then I also really enjoyed writing and then I wanted to be a director. So I had been a director's assistant on several different projects, um, some Blumhouse movies, uh, worked with some really great directors. And then I did my first short film. And then from the short film, I then got into directing my first feature. See, what I think so amazing about that journey is that you figure out what you really want to do through that process going through Syracuse, but I'm going to throw a Syracuse question out to you. I don't know how good the basketball team was when you were at Syracuse, I'm <laughs> a Pitt fan through and through. Cause this is that we're our, our locations, Pittsburgh I'm located in and a big Pitt fan. So big rivalry Syracuse. So, so I'm, I'm going to give you a hard time, Neil, because my grandfather went to Syracuse too. Okay. I don't know what years you were at, at Syracuse, Amanda, and if were they a, a great basketball team at that time, but the years of Bayheim always has good years and the big rivalry between Pitt and Syracuse. Well, they did get to the final four, I will say, when I was there. So Oh goodness, that matchup zone. As I always talk about. I don't know. So we'll not talk the years, but you remember those rivalries with Pitt and there's some pretty good games that Pitt and Syracuse would always have back in the days of the Big East, but also in the ACC. All right, Pearl, next question for Amanda. So Amanda, so you have some upcoming projects. So share with us your projects. And by the way, the uh, it's on Netflix. We're, get, we're watching it for this weekend for Christmas. So I'm excited to hear about it. Oh, yay. Excellent. Yes. Um, so You Are My Home is the movie that's currently out on uh, Netflix. It stars Alyssa Milano, Christian uh, De La Fuente, um, Angel Parker, and Ava Binder. And... Um, should I say about what it's about now? Yeah, or? well, then we're going to talk about all of it, but you kind of, Amanda, just kind of to, to jump into specifically enough how this project started, because this is a lot your creative mind. And to get something to go into Netflix, then you really had to have 
a, a great opportunity because anytime you get that platform, wow, that's a great, that's a great opportunity, especially. So how did that whole process begin? Um, it started with, um, I had directed a short film first and I got to some festivals and I gotten some attention. And one of the producers had seen the short film and had seen me on set and has been a kind of a consultant on the short. And uh, from the short, they said, hey, we have this Christmas movie. Um, it needs a rewrite and uh, we need a director. And I said, yeah, sure, I'll have a look at it. And uh, it ended up being a page one rewrite. It needed significant changes. But um, so I went and did that. We did multiple outlines and everything else. It was independently financed. And um, from there, we did the script. And then because it was about immigration, it's about this girl that was separated from her mother by ICE um, and then ends up in a foster situation. Um, I know Alyssa Milano is a big advocate of um, uh you know, immigration and social activism and all of that. And then once we got Alyssa on board, um, it kind of took off from there with getting other people. And everybody came to the story with a very specific reason. It was something that touched them personally that wanted them to get involved in the story, like whether they knew somebody or they had somebody that was adopted and went through the foster system or they had lost a family member on their own. Everybody had something that, that really drew them to the script. And so we were really lucky with a great team. We'll start with Alyssa. There you go. That what 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 kind of, I guess you had to have some real not guts, but willingness to go reach out to Alyssa because anytime you have a film and you have this perfect, what you you envision thinking about Alyssa, that process of asking, right? It's all about asking, right? To to get those films together, right? Especially as director and producers, so asking the people, can you be in this project, right? Mm-hmm. It was a it was very interesting process with um, Alyssa because we had casting directors. It was a, a very very low budget film, and uh, they said there's no way Alyssa's ever going to do this. And I said, when I, no. they say no ever, you said no. I'm not going to take no for an answer, right, Amanda? That sounds exactly. I said you never know until you try. I mean, you never know until you ask and you get a no, and then you ask again. But um, one of my mentors always said to me, never take no for an answer. I mean, unless it's really really no, but never take no for an answer. Um, and I was very glad that I followed him because, yeah, we we asked her and, uh, you know, she read the script and then we got on a call and she said, Amanda, I really like the script. And I said, thank you. And uh, I wonder if I should talk about how she, and then she she wanted to get involved. She says, yes, I want to I want to be involved. And initially I was thinking of her for the lead. And she said, you know, she says, I would rather play the social services worker. She says, that's something I really feel I can sink my teeth into. And I've had a lot more experience with with that type of role and dealing with social workers and, and being on the, the front lines with immigration. And I thought it was a brilliant idea. I thought I was, you know, that was great that she wanted to play even a smaller role than the lead. This is how passionate she was about the project. Pearl fault. So I think it's, I, I love it. I'm, I'm a mom of an of adopted child myself, not through, uh, through foster care, but almost foster care. So I just love anything to do with adoption. And um, I think it's cool. Like you said too, Amanda, she wanted to take on a smaller role. Um, so what, what at the end of everything, what do you want everybody to take away from this movie in, in watching this movie? So when I watch it this weekend, what can I take away from it? Uh, I, the biggest message I think is, is hope. Um, and just to not give up on yourself, especially more than anything else, because I think so many of us, when you lose a loved one, um, you kind of, you just, you feel so broken and desolate and you wonder if you can ever possibly love anybody ever again. And the woman that ends up, um, finding this little girl is very broken. She had lost her family very tragically five years prior and just is dead inside. She just has walls up and just feels that nobody can ever come into her life again. And this little girl comes in and just brightens her world and shows her that that's possible. 
And, um, and also, we're not trying to necessarily pick sides. We're not saying anybody is inherently evil or, or what the process is. I'm just saying what's happened to one family and what their journey has been and just pointing out the facts of what the current system is in place and, and how that kind of plays out right now for us. And that's that's important. And that there's more of this goal of the movie leading to more of a movement. Right, Amanda? Yeah, yeah, because I think a lot of people, you can turn off the news when you see something and say, oh, you know, I'm not going to pay attention. Oh, that's, that's bad. I don't want to hear about that. But when you just see how it affects one single family and you're sitting there watching it in a movie and you have to see how it plays out, it's like, gosh, I didn't realize that that could happen. I didn't really, you know, and one thing I also want to say is that, you know, we're not painting the ICE agents as bad people. We actually had an ICE agent who was a consultant on the film and, you know, gave us information of how they would do things. And, you know, and he was a lovely, lovely gentleman. And it's just saying, this is our job. You know, somebody comes across and they're, you know, they're not here with the right paperwork and this is what we have to do. And we're just showing again, what, what that is to say, like, you know, however you want to feel about it, but this is a fact of what's happening and what's been happening. And next question, bro. No, and I, I, I think it's great, too, to bring that awareness and that just showing both sides of it, too. I think that's really, really important so that we understand all sides of it. And um, and so what do you see next for yourself after this movie? Like, what's your next project you're moving, looking forward to? Well, I have two things right now. We have um, a show called The Potwins, which we're in post-production on. Um, it's kind of like a Family Ties meets uh, Modern Family. And it has uh, Kevin Sorbo, Barry Botswick, uh, John Butts, Tia Carrere. And uh, they kind of have like this little mishmash family. It's like the, the young son is like kind of like a Alex P. Keaton, if you will. He's a, a little Republican. And then the rest of the family is, I don't know how this is our kid. I don't understand. Um, and they have this wonderful little family dynamic. Barry Botswick is absolutely hilarious. And so we're in post on the first season of that um, right now. And uh, I'm just producing on that one. I also acted in it. Uh, but then another one that I have that I'm really passionate about is a feature version of my short film um, that I wrote. And that has now been optioned to be a feature. And I can't say more about it right now. But So I when think. is the uh, post-production you said of season? Where is that, the, the show that you said that is in post-production? You don't know what network it's going to air on? Um, we distribution yet, but we did shoot eight episodes during the pandemic. We shot it in Riverside, California. And um, we're looking to possibly shoot a, a second season. So... But yeah, it was all independently financed. And But now you're seeing that that's a great thing if you're able to shoot it and do it because, Amanda, then that opportunity leads to, well, we need, pro we need programming because all these streaming platforms are out there now and they don't have any new seasons because the I understand California's essential workers, but a lot of places weren't just filming in California, right, Amanda? Kind of talk a little bit more about that. Like other areas was completely shut down in filming that did lots of projects that keeps yeah. a lot of things behind. Well, I mean, just in general, I mean, we were kind of one of the earlier guinea pigs uh, uh, for the Screen Actors Guild of getting something up and running, you know, going, they weren't even really sure what the protocols necessarily needed to be at that time when we were first applying for um, uh, SAG signature and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as LA, there are projects that have slowly been up and running, um, you know, things in Vancouver have been up and running again. You know, it's just, there's so much more of a cost, especially for independent production that's gone on for COVID. You need to have all the PPE you need to have the testing. You have to test everybody three right. times a week. Um, it's just an additional enormous expense and, you know, a stress for people to be shooting, but also people want to be working. So it's been, uh, the industry is slowly getting itself back up and running, but ever so slowly. 
Okay, Paul, next question. So I get, I, that sounds like a huge challenge, definitely with dealing with the, going through the COVID and and uh, and filming Riverside. I used to I lived in Riverside outside of Riverside there, so I love that area. So, do, are you finding yourself staying in in state in California? Do you have some of your projects you're going to feel more comfortable going out of state? Like I'm in Florida, so we're a little bit more you know relaxed in some of the areas. So, what's the industry thinking about that? Well, it's funny you should mention that because we're actually thinking we might shoot second season of Potwins in Florida. So we're, mm-hmm. we're exploring that that um, as an opportunity. Um, for From Emily, um, we're looking at probably LA, but we're also thinking about New Orleans as another possibility as well. So there's different things we have to do, you know, costs and what would kind of make sense for us. But yeah. Such interesting stuff in this process. I'm wondering where we're going to go from here, if it's when the new normal will come back or when our normal will come back. But it's good that we're seeing things that people need if they're stuck at home to watch entertainment, sports, all these things. They have to happen. They're essential workers. And people have to understand that. I'm glad California made uh, filming essential. But everywhere else needs to do that as well. If it's something for form of entertainment, we can't go to the theaters anymore anymore. So we started to, but we couldn't. It stopped again. We can't go to certain places. We need to have some form of uh, entertainment, sports to keep us going when we're stuck at home all the time. So I think that that's such an important thing that people need to bring up in the next uh, level of 2021, how important it is for us to feel more normal than other countries that shut down and everything shuts down. We don't want that. We want to at least have some sort of semblance of normalcy. Yes, Absolutely. Yes, and we we, or, or it's just or it's gonna be awful we just had a guest on just before you on broadway and you know he's not performing and it's terrible to know that i mean he's doing other things to keep it going but broadway is not there it's just it's so unbelievable to think about that nine months ago ten months ago it was so it's it's a, it's a definite thing. So, Amanda, you act as well. So, kind of talk about your acting career a little bit. We kind of really only talked about you behind the the, the screen, but what about acting wise? What experiences have you had as an actress? Uh, well, I'm from Syracuse, New York, and that's where you know I actually started, which is Syracuse University, and I acted there. But I did a lot of dinner theater, children's theater, um, Shakespeare. Um, did stuff in high school and in college. I was always in two or three shows at a time. So I, I'm a, primarily, I came from theater. That was my background and also musical theater. Um, then I went out to LA and I did some bit parts, some commercials, you know, nothing really to, to write home about, to be perfectly honest. Um, but usually when friends have something, it's like, oh, can you play this little role in this or kind of do that? And I ended up more, I was in animation production for years as well. And while I was in animation, I worked for um, Disney, I worked for Nickelodeon. Um, and while I was at Disney, it was very hard to just kind of step away and continue with the acting. But I did get to do some voiceover stuff when I was at Disney and some voiceover commercials, which was a lot of fun. Now, with your own stuff, you're acting some then. Now you're getting back to really. So do you have hopes of any other auditioning for other stuff? Or are you really focusing more on the directing and the producing side? Uh, I'm really focusing more on the directing and the writing um, side, actually, because Emily is also something that I wrote. Um, and then I, I did co-write. I did a you know rewrite on um, originally it was called Gift of an Angel. Now it's called You Are My Home. Um, but I really enjoy that. And I also wrote a novel. I have a novel called Son of Sherlock that had come out. So I actually wrote a novel before I started writing screenplays of all things. So yes, directing and writing and then acting is it's, it's fun, but I don't want to make that like my sole focus. Okay, Pearl, next question. 
So I so I'm going to ask this question. We ask everybody on this on the show, and that is Amanda. Tell us a moment of gratitude you have. It can be recent, before when you first started out in the industry. Share with the audience what's a moment of gratitude for yourself. Um. Oh gosh, I feel like there are so many. Um, moment of gratitude. I have to say, probably I'll think about the most recent one is when I was on set with Alyssa Milano, mm-hmm. and she challenged me every day. And I loved that about her. And there was actually one day where there was a scene that, you know, it was a, it was, we were doing a scene and she said, you know, this feels kind of similar to another beat that we had earlier. And I said, "Mm, you're kind of right. And she's like, well, you're the writer. Just, just go rewrite it. So I pitched her three different ideas of a kind of, well, we could do this or this or this. And the third one, she's like, yes, do that, write it, have it memorized in five minutes. And she did, and she did an amazing job. And it was just incredibly emotional scene. And I just was like, bless you, Alyssa, for just doing such a great job and just not being like, yeah, sure, I'll just, I'll just go do it. She wanted me to be the best that I could, and she knew I could do better. And I, I'm very grateful to her. I really am. Very nice. And um, you know, having that opportunity like Netflix really can open up doors for you, Amanda. So bigger and better things coming. I think even though this is great, there's gonna be more opportunities for sure especially what you're trying to do. So that's fantastic for sure. Um, Amanda, where's the best place we can check you out and find more information on you and stuff? Where can we go? Um, well, I mean, to see what I've done in the past, obviously I'm IMDB. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, all of those things. My production company is 13 Curves Productions, which also has um, social following. Um, that's actually based off of a road in Syracuse, New York, where I'm originally from. So I want something close to home that that meant something to me. So. Fabulous. Well, we appreciate you coming by and uh, it was really an interesting conversation. Thanks for stopping by. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Have a happy holiday. You too. All right. You're listening to Neil Hayes show and your beautiful Dan, the gratitude radio network and take care guys.